the Tin Lounge. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Up Custom Travels and creator of Fam with Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journeys Travel Company. We have a really exciting announcement regarding the podcast. We are adding a new segment called Advisor Highlights where we take the opportunity to highlight different travel advisors in the industry and get to know a little bit more about them, their business model, their challenges, and anything that they want to share and things that make them tick. All of the above. Yeah, we're going to stick to the same five questions every time. But let me tell you, after recording this first one, I think you guys are really going to love this series. We are blown away just by our first conversation and really looking forward to many more to come. I am continuously getting full body chills from just rethinking about the the episode that we recorded for the first segment. And, um, you know, we have Courtney Nichols on and I had the opportunity to meet her at a conference briefly before COVID, but I, you know, really got to have a conversation with her earlier this year at T-Fest. And once I started talking to her, I knew that everyone needs to know about her. And you'll come to find in our conversation that she shares many of her, I don't know if it's like mindset shifts, but like her ways of thinking that at least for me, I'm usually nervous about sharing in a lot of events in a lot of circles because they are not your typical ways of thinking. So for example, we're always, you know, under the impression that we really need to work hard and hustle in order to make money. And if we make money and it comes easy, then maybe we may not be deserving of it. And I know for myself and, you know, a lot of advisors that I've spoken to who are, you know, either younger or of a modern mindset, we are always thinking like, hey, we don't want to work harder. We want to work smarter. We don't want to work more hours, but we still want to make a lot of money. We want free time. We want a flexible life. We want to be able to enjoy our time without feeling like we're always overwhelmed with work. And so Courtney addresses that in our conversation and just the way she talks about it. I was a mix of chills, tears in my eyes, and just also a little bit of relief at the validation (laughs) of it all. You guys, Teresa looked stunned like a deer in headlights. Every time I looked at her, she was just like, (laughs) just taking a moment to digest all of the golden nuggets falling from Courtney's mouth. (laughs) It really was. Oh my gosh. Just, it's incredible. And I cannot wait for you all to have a listen to this episode. So with that, let's just say that this episode is brought to you by Toby AI and Voyager websites. Visit voyagersocial.ai to take Toby for a walk and let's get started. Hey, Courtney, thank you so, so much for taking the time to join us on our new segment, Advisor Highlights. I don't know why I just said it like that, Advisor Highlights. And (laughs) um, I am super excited for our listeners to get to know more about you. We met at a couple of different conferences, but I really got to know you well earlier this year at T-Fest. And after speaking with you, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need to know Courtney better. So um, please take this time to introduce yourself and your agency, you know, how you got into the business, anything you'd like to share with our listeners. 
Yeah, so as she already said, my name is Courtney, Courtney Nichols, and I am CEO of Travel Bash Corp. I have two divisions. Um, one, I just use my name, Travel Bash, um, focuses on destination weddings and luxury group trips. And then TRBLB, that's a mouthful. It was literally just happened like, why do I need to create a new name? Nobody cares. I already have clients. Let's keep it moving. And so that's a high-end, high-touch annual retainer kind of um, luxury travel club. Um, membership base. So I got in the business in 2017. I went full time in June 2018. So like in my previous life, um, I was a college fundraiser, university fundraiser. I asked rich people for money. So right. I'm going to come into this conversation. Kind of, I know that we'll probably talk about okay, how'd you get started? Your business, how do you get clients? I will share my privilege upfront that. I already had a network of people who had a lot of money, so it was easy to transition them into at least one model of my business. But I'm not going to get too ahead of myself. I'll let you guys um, <laughs> ask me questions. But I just wanted to throw that out there because people are like, well, I don't have a network and this is that. So I just want to throw out my privilege ahead of time. I know that I came from an industry where I kind of knew people in the crowd, in the in crowd or the know someone who knows someone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. use the resources that you have. I'm all about that. Um, so you kind of talked about uh, a retainer kind of business model. And I know with Travel Bash, you um, dealt mostly with group trips. But let's look into the retainer model that you had talked yeah. about. What is it? And um, how do you go about implementing a model like that? Yeah, so this model came about um, during COVID, actually. So there was, I was finding there was a subset of my clients that were still traveling. I'm like, where the F are y'all going? Um, so they're like, hey, Courtney, we want to charter a yacht through the bridge. Oh, I'm going to this bill. Like, I and I started seeing kind of trends and I was looking at everything because obviously, um, no one was really traveling. All my destination weddings and stuff were like backed up to backed up to backed up. So I was like, I started kind of, I am a numbers person even though I don't base everything on, on my numbers. And I started looking at, okay, I had this amount of clients still traveling. What if I come to them and say, Hey, um, I want to further this relationship. I don't want to just work with you one time or when you need me, I want to be your go-to person, kind of like an extension of your inner circle, whether it's like your lawyer, you know, your attorney, your estate um, plan, like your CPA, I want to be your go-to person. So anytime you're traveling, you have a girl, you know, I got somebody for that. I wanted to be that person. So I literally just spoke to a few of my clients and said, Hey, would that be something that you're interested in? Um, I want to switch up how things, and they were like, absolutely. Especially during COVID when they're like, we need help. Where do we sign? How, like, I don't even think they even asked me how much at the time they were just like, that's a no brainer. We already come to you anyways. So that's how TRBLB kind of started and morphed as kind of like, already had a subset of clients that were traveling and they were spending the money. And so I had to like figure it out real quick. They didn't know, I didn't know anything about chartering yachts or private planes, but that's where I rely on good partners um, to make me look good. So then from there, um, I was like, hold on, I'm on to something. I could, how about moving forward? This is all I do. So I moved into like 2021 that I no longer plan one-off trips. And so that was like someone come to me or someone referred like, hey, Courtney, you want to go to Hawaii? You cannot be a client unless you're a member of my travel club. And so um, once you apply to become a member, I do I always say you wouldn't test a Porsche 
Um, you wouldn't buy a Porsche without giving it a test drive. So you get one trip and I do charge a fee and it doesn't go towards the cost of the membership just to kind of fill out, am I a good fit? This is how I work, the communication. This is how I build trips. Is this something you like? You know, the kind of, because I'm not just going to throw you in there and then I'm I'm stuck with you for a whole year and you're a PETA. That's why I call them pain in the, you yeah. know, what clients. <laughs> so we're kind of like testing each other out. And from there, if they're like, oh, I really love this, you know, I'm going to travel this, this and that, then we'll go back and we'll talk about, you know, next steps as far as becoming a member. So from then, that point forward, um, I didn't take any one-off clients. It was only strictly membership unless you fell into, you know, the travel badge, the destination wedding kind of um, realm of clientele. I love this so much. Your fees are not small. I mean, they are significant. They know it's an investment to work with you. So for me, I always say everything's relative. So you might say it's a lot or someone would say it's expensive and someone else would be like, you're not, um, you're not charging enough. And matter of fact, there are clients that probably don't feel comfortable with me because they're like, for that price point, she's, it's probably a scam. So to me, it just depends on who you're talking about. So I always say it's expansive, not expensive. So the clients that I have, it will stretch them, but it's not going to break them, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I love that. I think I'm going to write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, something that we say a lot or we encourage people is like, you can create whatever business you want. You can have whatever business model you want. I joke and say, like, you could say, I only book cruises to Iceland on the second Tuesday if there's a full moon. And you can find a way to build that business Mm -hmm. if you are determined and you just go for it. So I know that what you're saying, there's probably a lot of advisors listening who are like, how, you know, how is she pulling this off? And of course, you do have to look at your surroundings and meet your network where they are. But if you don't have the network you want, you can go out and make that network somehow. You can do, you can do this the way that you want to do it, I think is my long rambling point. Yeah. And I totally agree. So, and I wouldn't say I wanted to throw out my privilege at the beginning, but I will say that's not all my clientele. And there were some that I actually had to go and get, like they didn't just come to me, but I will say that once you get a few, the people that run in circles, they, they refer for, you know, they're, they're, I don't have an Instagram or a Facebook or anything for TRBLB. Like it's literally referral. It's kind of like I get my haircut here and everybody gets there or my kids go to this school. The thing is with, my membership, I've put it out there or I've placed it to where it says more about them than what it says about me. You know what I mean? Like that's why people are coming to me because their friend told them or it's kind of like all the people in the neighborhood, they they all stay in this neighborhood. They all get their grass cut. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things, cliche, like who would actually do that? But there are people out there that do care about what people think or like, are they in the in crowd? Like that's why they're Soho Club. You know, that's why there are these exclusive memberships. When you go to Yellowstone, it just came to my mind because I was watching last night. But like to be a membership in their their club, people don't just join because they like Yellowstone or they even care about the National Park or scene. It's more about who's going to be there. Yep. Yeah. So smart. And one of the things, one of the advice. Uh, one of the pieces of advice that I give to a lot of newer advisors who are like, I can't, I don't like net, networking groups. They're not working for me. I'm like, you need to volunteer and you need to volunteer where people with money, like the junior league, or I was, uh, I did fundraising for HRC for a long time. Like 
you can get fundraising experiences and create that network if you go volunteer for the right places and it'll push you outside your comfort zone. But if that's what you want to do, those opportunities are there. You don't have to be like, well, I'm not going to go get a job fundraising. You don't have to. You can find an opportunity and learn how to do it elsewhere. Yeah. And and hopefully work for a cause that you enjoy. And plus the people that you're dealing with in those cases usually have shared values. So it's a very easy way to build a good network. Definitely. And even if you're saying, oh, I don't have time to volunteer at the Red Shoe Gala or Ronald McDonald or American Cancer mm-hmm. Society, go to Four Seasons, have lunch, go to the pool, pay the extra membership. You know, like do things, you have to be where they are. So whether it's getting a membership at a country club or like it's a business expense, this is a write-off, like go have coffee somewhere. You know, like you don't necessarily have to commit to this long thing, but like the, the whole point is you want to be around the movers and shakers, the people that you want as your clients. And so I always tell people that I take it a step further. I don't just look at ideal clients. I look at qualified clients because I found even with myself, um, 30 something, we have a lot of disposable income. I could buy a $5,000 bag. So ideally on paper, I look good, but I'm not qualified because I don't carry purses. So anybody that comes to me that's talking about a bag, on paper, I'm ideal, but I'm not qualified because I would never go and buy a purse because I wear bandoliers. You know what I mean? So the same thing about your ideal client, you might, oh, they, they make a lot of money. They do this. But if they never travel anywhere or they have this vacation house in Cabo and that's where they go, then they're they're no longer, you know, they're not any assistance to you. So like I'm, I always tell people to get very clear about who it is that you're looking for and not just the you know, again, the regular things when people think about luxury clients or whether, oh, well, they have to have a lot of money. They have to do this. And and some of that's true and some of it isn't. And then also that's very basic. You know, that there's eight, almost eight billion people in the world. So that doesn't really give you enough information you need to kind of mold your marketing around these people. I really love that that thought like qualified clients versus your ideal clients, because what you're saying is right. I mean, if you don't carry handbags, like why would they be advertising handbags to you, even though you can, yeah, like you can buy them. So a hundred percent. I love that. I love that so much. Uh, what would you say is your biggest challenge right now? Um, I will say I'm at a point in both of my businesses of scale. So I have one business on the other hand that I'm very hands off, don't have to do much, but it doesn't bring me the income that I really like, woo, desire. Cause I'm like, I'm ready to take off my other business that gives me that, like the money that I'm like, woo, woo, retired early. I'm very hands on, you know? So I'm at this crossroads of which everybody's next up. Well, Courtney, you have to hire, duh. Okay, cool. But on one hand, it sounds like that's a no brainer, but the other hand, it is one of those things that with a high net worth person, and the type of experience that I want to curate for them to kind of release them um, to someone in the industry, even if they do have industry experience, it doesn't always correlate, you know, to find the right fit and to in the business model. And I'm one that my team for Travel Bash, actually, none of them have travel experience. And I actually prefer that because then I'm not breaking bad habits because yeah. in this industry, I mean, I came in 2017 there are a lot of, this is the way we always do it. And there's this way and you go to suppliers and you get your commission and all that. So like to have somebody wrap their head around, like what it is that I'm trying to do in the vision 
you know, that's harder for someone who's been in it. You're like, well, that doesn't make sense. No one's going to do it. You know, like that mindset to where when I have someone with a blank slate, the only thing is if they're a blank slate, a lot of times they don't have that experience or that added knowledge that I need to serve um, the clients that I have at that price point, if that makes sense. So I would say juggling, like scaling and building a team on top of that. Um, what I always say, what got me here won't get me to the next level. And that's not only my systems, but my team and my mindset, you know, like, Oh, it's, it served me for this long, but where I'm trying to go requires even more. So I think that is where I'm at at a challenge. I'm at a crossroads of like, do I give this up? Do I keep this? Do I have this thing? Like what is going to help me get to the next level? If that makes sense. It does. I can't wait to see what you decide. (laughs) (laughs) How, like what steps are you using to think those things through? Is there anything in particular, any kind of methods and strategies are using? Um, So I came in the industry and I got a business coach right away. I didn't have any travel industry experience. I did get married. So With that said, I didn't have any formal. I had never been a trauma advisor, didn't work for a hotel, anything like that. Um, My husband's a college basketball coach. He was a professional athlete. So I lived overseas. So I I was already traveling worldly, whatever. Um, I had a destination wedding, that type of thing. So like basic knowledge, information, but of how the industry worked, um, I didn't focus on because I felt that that's something I could learn. I came in with a host agency and they were talking about product, 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 suppliers, da, 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 da. That's something anyone can learn. But what they weren't teaching me is how to build a business. And regardless if I was in the travel industry or not, I'm still an entrepreneur and I'm still building a business, whether it's in travel, if it's in health, healthcare, you know what I mean? Like that is what was missing. I just kept hearing about destinations and hotels and that's the easy part. But I needed to know what it looked like to run the numbers. How do I make money? And this isn't a hobby because I always say, Hobbies cost you money. Businesses make you money. So I needed someone that regardless had no experience or how the commission, you know, how the business worked or even before then you just got paid commission and people weren't charging fees. Like I just need somebody said, Courtney, it doesn't matter because you're running a business. So you need to do X, Y, Z. So since I hopped into the travel industry, I've always had a business coach and at different levels, I, got a different business. You know, like what I needed at this level when I jumped in, I didn't need when I hit the 100,000 mark, you know? And then as I moved and progressed and it's like, you get more problems, but there are are different level of problems, if that makes sense. So I will say that um, working with a business coach, even I've hired mindset coaches, people that kind of elevate my level of thinking has helped me. So it's not like a clear cut. I've made a lot of mistakes too which is a part of the process, but I think it goes back. I was telling the advisor day, like your circle is important, the people around you, the support system. And so I've kind of created my little advisory board of people that I go to um, when I'm trying to brainstorm in business. And a lot of people are not even in the travel industry. You know, they just run successful businesses. I'm like, if I want to be a hairstylist, then I need to hang around hairstylists. You know, if I want to be a millionaire, I need to be around millionaires. So the same same thing, same principle. Like I see them successful, then I'm, I want to be successful, whatever that looks like in the, those terms. And then I follow suit. Yep. Well, like I, I think we're speechless because that was just so many golden nuggets that I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm like mentally like snapping my hands. Right, um, cool. Like, wow, that was so insightful. And it's really true if you're looking at it from that perspective, because I think one of the biggest conversations that 
um, I've had with people like Kareen and other advisors around is exactly what you said is it's we don't need more how to use this booking platform or what hotel is the best one. We definitely need more of the mindset and mm -hmm. the business strategies because at the end of the day, like you are creating a business. And it kind of reminds me of when I was in school, I started out being a pre-med student. So I did a ton of like medical stuff and I would see these doctors who would go back to school to get their MBA because they knew how to do the medical stuff. They didn't know how to run a business. And so a lot of doctors were going bankrupt because they didn't know how to run their business. And I feel like this is a similar thing where you might know how to do something, but that doesn't necessarily translate into you knowing how to pay yourself or you right. knowing how to create the money for retirement or whatever it is that your goal is. So a hundred percent like mindset and business strategy is so needed. That's the biggest thing. And I don't want to work hard. I want to work smart. So I'll just say that. Yes. I don't want to work for oh hours. my God. Yes. I is. was just telling, I was just telling my husband this this morning. I'm just like, I just came back from um, our host agencies, uh, like a small little event last mm -hmm. week. And I feel like a lot of folks they are stuck in this, way of thinking where in order to make a lot of money, you have to work really hard. you got to hustle. And I'm just like, mm, no, I'm going to change my mindset from thinking that if I make money easily, it's not, I, I don't deserve it. Right. I feel like a lot of us grew up with that mindset, but I feel like we're in a place where we can change that. We can work less and make more and be happier in our lives. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's why I started my business too. I needed flexibility. I wanted to make money. I didn't want to work hours and I don't believe you have to like I think yeah. that's just what society or that's what they teach you it's kind of like our parents go to school get a degree get a job you know like that old but the difference between me and my parents and my grandparents are because they did that I don't have to so like oh, when they yes. say I am my mm -hmm. um, ancestors wildest dreams it makes sense my grandma was born in 1929 my grandfather was born in 1923 they had to in survival I'm not in survival mode I'm in thrival mode so I don't have <laughs> to think the same way they thought yeah, that's why I don't. You know what I mean? Like they did that for me. So now some of those shifts or those mindsets of what they said, it makes sense for why they said it in the time that they did. Yes. Um, but for me, I don't have to internalize that because that doesn't apply. That's their story. Oh, I think we're gonna have um. to. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna have to set this up in the intro to be like, get a drink because every time <laughs> Courtney drops a good quote. <laughs> You need to take a shot. <laughs> yeah. It and then everyone's going to be hammered. It is so incredible that you say things like that because especially for ch children of immigrants or children of people who have ancestors who had to work really hard it, in order to survive, like you said, um, it has given us the opportunity to say things like, I don't want to have to work hard to make money. And, you know, even looking at my parents now, I sometimes my dad sees that I'm stressed. He's like, you shouldn't have to work that hard. Like, don't be so stressed. And I'm just like, wow, just thinking about him and his history and how much he had to do to survive mm -hmm. and to get, you know, us in this place that we are in now. It's it's definitely something to be grateful for, but something to also keep in mind as we're moving forward that we really need to take that opportunity to grow ourselves and to progress ourselves. Yeah, totally. 
So we also would love to know where you're getting the bulk of your clients. And I know we started talking about this and I think it's really interesting for us all to be sharing this because it's so different for everyone. Right. And I've been in the business 16 years and I definitely have seen that people who come into this business with a good network have such an easier time building a business but I didn't and I did it. You know what I mean? So it's not necessary, but it certainly <laughs> it helps. Yeah. And um, so tell us. So I think that's that. what I fought for the longest because my travel advisor at the time kept trying to get me to be a travel advisor. And I'm the millennial. I'll be 37 in December. And I was like, girl, why do I need an advice? Like, obviously you're my advice for these big trips, but I'm like, are you making money? Like, what are you doing? You know, like, it didn't make sense. And she and she kept going back to, Courtney, your network. Because as of right now, I've moved nine times in 15 years. Again, my husband's a college basketball coach, so I've lived in almost every state. Like, moving from Florida to Virginia now, like, I've lived in South Carolina, Louisiana, Northern Carolina. Like, I can name, I've been all around. She's like, your network and your ability to build relationships, I'm good at staying in touch with people. Like, I lived overseas. You know, like, she was like, you have the network. And I was like, I know, I know people, but like, are they going to pay me to plan their trip? You know, like, cause I'm thinking I'm not going to pay myself to plan a trip. I'm going to do it myself. You know, like all that thinking. And finally I surrendered. Cause I'm like, at the last stop, I'm like, I didn't go to school, get a degree to sit at home and be a little coach's wife. So I was like, let me give this thing a try. And I'd already said that I wanted to have my own business. Um, my dad's a business owner. So to your point, yeah, network does help. I will say, and I was at the age when I came in, when I started with Travel Bash, I wasn't focusing on luxury. Everybody was getting married. So I was at that age where I'm like, girl, why you want to at the church? You know, I was like, you should do this. So it's easy to get people in my pipeline. But as I grew and learned more about the industry, the people that I met over here and here and here, that was very helpful. And again, coming from my background as a university fundraiser, I had worked at two or three different universities and two or three different nonprofits. So I already knew the people that I wanted and kind of sat down and wrote them out. So um, yes, my network was one. It's how I got clients. Remember when I started my travel club, it just happened because I already had a subset of clients that were doing it. It's almost like it was forced. I didn't go to seek them. They were already in my back pocket. And so I just, you know, started looking at the map and I'm like, that's the fourth person that's called me and said they're going somewhere. And I'm thinking like, where are you going? You know, so like I already had it in my network Two, I will say that um, I have done a really good job of nurturing the clients that I have. And I think sometimes we overlook that. We're always trying to get new clients and I got to find this, but I'm telling you, they are your biggest supporters, cheerleaders, advocates. Yeah. And if you service the out of them, they will tell someone. The, I think the problem is sometimes we don't share with our clients how we want to be referred and who we work. We think because they've done this trip that they understand who we are, who we work with in our business model. So at every point, every touch point, I try to make sure I reintroduce them like, here's what a good client looks like. Here's who we work with. Here's a case that like, whether it's in my email, through the social media, through marketing, or when I'm in conversations at chamber events or networking and all of that type of thing. So I'll say that. Um, I will say Travel Bash, I came in very, I, I don't want to say non-traditional, but I literally use the internet. And what, what I say about that is I hired someone from LA who used to be his girlfriend. Um, I fundraised for a scholarship program. His girlfriend was at University of Florida when I fundraised. 
I didn't have social media at all before 2017. I was the only millennial that I know that was not on any, like Courtney was off the grid. I was on LinkedIn. So I will say that I was on LinkedIn. So he, he literally, his girlfriend literally set me up Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, ourselves on LinkedIn. And he said, Courtney, we're going to start with content. We want you to answer the question better than anyone else on Google. So Travel Bash focused on, again, destination weddings and group celebrations. And Lily, I just thought of every question I had when I planned a destination wedding. And sure enough, Travel Bash started popping up number one on Google. So my first two years, all the clients I got came from SEO, blog posts, Pinterest. And literally to this day, I still have almost 90% Google organic search for Travel Bash. I have not maybe two wow. or three weddings that I've done are people that I knew. Everybody that have, has come through my funnel, even to this day with my team, they found me online through a blog post or Pinterest. And a lot of times the blog is on Pinterest. That's why they found me. But it's no, no, not referral at all. It's none of the people I know. So that's something speaks tremendous. The thing is content is key. And I always tell people there's only four ways to get clients anyways. You're going to buy them with ads. You're going to borrow them on someone else's platform, which is you're going to speak somewhere. You're going to be on somebody's podcast. You're going to create content, whether that's blog posts like I did, long form blog posts. That's how I really got started with clients on my Travel Dash side. Um, and then what was the what's the fourth one, Courtney? So I said, um, oh, and referrals, word of mouth. That's the one that most travel advisors use all the time. So your word of mouth, you're buying them, you're borrowing someone's platform or you're Con, like the content marketing, whether it's your social media, whether it's your long, you know, form blog post, whatever it is, like content is king, especially nowadays in any format, whether you're really good on YouTube or really good on LinkedIn or really good at this. That's how I believe the sale starts as soon as someone consumes your content. So like as soon as someone consumes it, you're in the sales process. Your whole goal is by the time they get to the call that it's more about fit and not about uh, objections and can, all the things that'll come up because they've already consumed enough of your content and they binged out so they already know the thing. You know, you've already yeah. shared that information with them. So a little off topic, but on topic, that's kind of how I got my clients. Again, I had some in my network for my luxury travel club and then word of mouth is very big for high-end, high net worth. Like people at the Soho house, no other people at the Soho house. You know what I mean? Like if they're driving a Porsche, I guarantee you know, they have three or four friends that drive a Porsche, if that makes sense. And for my other... Uh, business. It was strictly going to town with SEO and blog posts and being consistent just with one thing, not five things, not 10 things, not three things, but literally every week I would sit down and write a blog post. That's it. That's awesome. I love it. Wow. <laughs> Teresa's. Yeah. I mean, I can see there. I usually have like three rounds. I'm just like taking this all so in. Fast. Yeah. Just taking this all in. This is. This is so, so good because I feel like we are, and this is why I think we started the travel advisor highlights because we wanted to hear from other travel advisors who do have a different point of view, who do have a different perspective and approach things from, you know, a way where it's not, it's not the way we've always done it. It's something that's different or something that's modern. So um, in saying that, what are your future plans in your business? Um, so again, I, I said at the start, like I'm at that, you know, that cross, like Courtney, what you going to do? Like, are you happy here? Do you want to grow? Do you want to add a team? Are you doing employees? I see. Are you just candidate? You know, are you blowing your business up and doing something different? Um, 
I'm also launching Courtney Nichols, where I want to do more business strategy with travel advisors. Like I don't want to, I don't want to do courses, templates. I don't want to talk about product and destination, but literally just like only business strategy. Like I want to tear, get in people's business and like tear it apart and like build it back up type of thing. So um, that's what I'm spending my last, what is it? 60 days, like kind of figuring out of, can this thing run on its own and is it good? And then really taking my membership to the next level of like, if you really want me, now you're going to pay even more. And now um, the price point that you came in with, you'll have these three people. You know what I mean? Like, so I've got to hire for one. I've got to decide, is this still where I want to do? It's one of those things kind of like, if it isn't broken, don't fix it type of thing. Like I'm kind of out of it anyways. I've got a great team and they support it. Um, Travel Best has now gotten to the point where they only take 11 weddings a year anyways. Um, they'll do some group trips, but like we're very picky about who we choose and what the price point and how much your budget is. And I don't do anything in December because it's my birthday month. And that's why I say no weddings in December. <laughs> like we're done. Yeah. So like I can just kind of let that go. It's one of those things like, do you want to let it go or you're not? Like, I feel like that was my first baby, but then I had to remind myself it's not a baby. I don't have kids. It's just a business. So I can release it. And then looking at the future of my membership, like if I scale, if I look at, so this is where my numbers come in. I have a spreadsheet and I'm doing all these forms. Like I'm sitting over here doing formulas. My husband came in maybe last week. He's like, all I saw was formulas going on spreadsheet and like, this will get you to a million. And if you can get 4 million in sales and I can get this, you know, like I'm all into the numbers. So I know how many specific clients I need to have at this price point. You know what I mean? Like in this many clients for me at this price point and kind of work backwards and then like, okay, do advisors, do do they really want business strategy or do they say they do? So now it's kind of like, can I test that out? Like, is that important? Is that something needed? Am I duplicating services? So that's kind of where my mind's at right now. So it's kind of like all over the place, but I promise if you interview me again in January, I'll have a clearer, more focused, more clarity. <laughs> well, you can add one advisor to that list for Courtney Nichols, and mm -hmm. that's me. Add me, add me to that list. I would absolutely love that. So yes, it's wanted. It is needed. <laughs> okay. And yeah, 100%. I can't wait to see what you do with that for yeah. sure. <laughs> Last on the list, but not least, uh, we would love to know how you define success. A lot of us get hung up on numbers, and that's totally fair. But we just want to have everyone share because I think everyone really defines it differently. So what does success look like to you? So I love this question and I know people I've said I'm a numbers person, but not when it comes to success. And the reason why is because my husband's a college basketball coach. And what I found out in this game of life is just like the game of basketball. I was a college athlete too. You can win, you can win and you can win and you'll always want to keep winning. Does that make sense? So like I can make a million and then I'll say, I want, when I'm five million, I'm happy. Then I go 10 million. Oh, if I just have one more client or like if I have one more, like there's always going to be a chase and I know he's in that chase. He's in that game and I don't want to play that game. So I feel like I'm already successful. And the reason why is I, to me, success is creating a life that you love. Like I created this business around the life. Like I've created a life that I love. That's success to me. Like there's nothing like I have flexibility. I had a friend that just takes me. They say, I love your life. I was like, well, I mean, I can tell you some things I don't like about, you know, we can always talk about room of improvement, but like then when I look at myself, I pat myself on the back, especially when we were talking earlier about I'm African-American, my grandmother, like in the twenties, my grandfather picked cotton, like to look at where my family has come and like what I've been able to do. I am a success. I like, this is successful. Like I have started from the ground up. I've created a business. 
and it's profitable to support me and my family. And I love it. That's a whole nother part of her piece that people forget. You can make money and then you can hate it. Um, and I could blow it up tomorrow and still be fine. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like I've created the life that I want to live. Like I can step away from my business tomorrow. Things will still run. I can travel when I want to. You know what I mean? Like I started my business to give me flexibility because I do have a husband that travels and basketball and I want to go to games. I want to go here. You know, like I don't want to be tied down to a job. I don't want to work 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 hours a week. That doesn't mean there hasn't been times where I say it's ebbs and flows, where sometimes I'm sitting here till 11 o'clock. He's like, Courtney, get in the bed. Sometimes I'm sitting on one. But then sometimes I, I wake up and I lay in the bed till 10 or 11. And then sometimes I might work for two hours and not work again until two days later. You know what I mean? Like, so to me, that is success because success is like, are you achieving the things that you want to do in life? And so what does that look like? And when I ch check off the box, like, oh, I was able to go to this. Um, my grandma passed away in 93, made sure I could feel like she practically helped raise me in the month of June. And I literally stepped away from my business. No fires, nothing exploded. Everybody enjoyed their trips. No one quit. No one sued me. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that's success to where I can step away and still have money in the bank and, like, do things with my family. Family is important, that life balance. I'm a, I don't necessarily believe in a life balance thing, a life work balance. I don't think that's a real thing of like balancing both. I think there's always, again, it goes to ebbs and flows and seasons of your life. I also acknowledge I don't have children. Um, I have a husband, you know what I mean? Like, so there's certain things that maybe are more important to someone else than it is to me. Or like, I sometimes I'm fine on a Friday night with a, a bottle of wine sitting at my desk to let me you know why. Because I enjoy it and it's fun and I don't have shit else to do. But then there's something, you know, it's not where I have to do. It's just because that's something I choose to do. And I'm very, um, I'm a high achiever. I'm like motivated. And I'm like, I have these goals and I want to get them. And so like, that's why I do it. But I'm sorry, I'm like going on and on. But I, I feel like I've already reached success. And it goes back to like, I've created the life that I want to live. Well, this level of excitement about what you've created is success, right? That's goals. Everybody wants to feel that way. And I agree with you. The work-life balance is tricky. I rather ha consider it more of an integration. Yes. <laughs> like yes. I just have created, I love everything that I'm doing and it all works together. Sometimes I have to tell myself you're working too much, but it's hard not to when I really love everything that I'm doing. So yes. you are an inspiration. Thank I you. could listen to you talk all day. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> it. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm being a chatty Cathy. <laughs> no, like, I feel like you have enthralled all our listeners and I like, I cannot wait to publish this episode because I know if our listeners are like us, which a lot of them are, they are going to find so much motivation from this episode. Yay. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so, so much, Courtney. Like I can't even begin oh. to tell you how grateful we are for ha for you taking the time to come on to our episode this week. No what a way to kick off the Advisor Highlight Series. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. <laughs> you guys have a great afternoon. What an incredible conversation. What did I tell you guys? Was it not so, so good. I mean, I'm going to have to re-listen to that multiple times and keep it in my back pocket for 
whenever I'm feeling down. Yeah. <laughs> I think she blew the top of my head off, which is usually <laughs> something I enjoy doing to other people, but it's fun to be on the receiving end of that. Yes. So if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. If you would like to be highlighted or know someone who our community would love to learn about, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tin lounge.com. See you next. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Bye.